So I pretty much just got back inside from a photo shoot wherein, well, okay, so it's like 40 degrees here, and I'm out there, at least in a sweatshirt. These people have t-shirts, and they're wrapped in Christmas lights, and the ground is cold and wet. We're out there taking pictures, and because it has to be at nighttime because we're using Christmas lights. <laughs> it was a... Uh, this is a fun, interesting experience. We got good pictures, though. I, I wound up liking the pictures, and I had dinner with them, and it was it was it was pretty cool. That's good. I had a good time. Tis the season. Yeah, I'm uh very sore, but that's <laughs> yeah. You mentioned that you had done two photo shoots within the last what twenty four hours. Yeah, and I'm still baffled as to how you were able to manage that with your back. So I was kind of like trying to just push through and get everything done before November 30th, because that's when I'm having surgery. And, uh, I don't, I mean, like the goal is that I would be able to be in better shape. The, okay. Basically I'm having spine surgery and they are, uh, from what I'm gathering, shaving part of the herniated discs. Cause I have two of them. They're shaving part of them off. So they're not hitting the nerves. Mm -hmm. So hopefully like almost immediately I will start to feel relief, but you know, you still have just been operated on. So you have to like, take it easy. Like I can't drive for two weeks. That Damn. Blows. I know. So, well, do we want to jump into the announcement then? Okay. This sucks guys. And it's certainly not what either of us wanted to do, but I think it's just being like responsible and also kind of, I guess just being honest with you guys. And I don't want you to be expecting anything that we can't deliver on right now. Because of the surgery um, and not knowing exactly what's going to follow, what shape I'll be in exactly, um, we've just sort of agreed to go on a early hiatus um, for till the end of the year and start back up in, I guess, January. Mm -hmm. um, we were thinking about releasing some episodes, but like next week is Thanksgiving and then it's going to be the surgery and then it's going to be the holidays yeah. and it just kind of makes sense to sort of use this time to recover and stay healthy, uh, especially during COVID. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna pause just a little bit early. We're not, you know, stopping permanently. Of course we will be back, but how mad would you be if I just kept releasing episodes while you were, <laughs> while you were away? Honestly, that joke is going to, um, you're either going to cut it out or you're going to regret it. Cause I'm like 100% on board for you <laughs> continuing this without me for right now. I'm just going to do just the worst movies ever. Do it. Which I, it's probably honestly on brand for this episode because it's going to be all of those movies that I grew up with that are terrible. <laughs> And I'm just going to talk about how much I love them. Call in a guest host to moderate some of this shit because <laughs> I don't know, like like 100% Jordan is uh, a lot. And I don't know if our listeners can take it. <laughs> <laughs> I try to balance you out as much as I can. I know, I know. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. <laughs> okay. So this episode though, oh my God. Okay. Can we just tell them what we're going to do? Like what the next thing's gonna be, what we're coming back with. Well, Working. what you wanna do isn't necessarily what you're gonna do. <laughs> no one gets that joke. I think some <laughs> people will. <laughs> like two people are gonna get that joke. Uh, uh, yeah, we, go for it. We have go to keep it. it in though. 
Okay, so we were doing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and I'm so excited for that episode. Right now, we just don't see any sort of, like, time that we can plan out to finish this episode and edit it and have it released anytime soon. So we are probably going to come back with that one and finish And also, I do want to tease that we have something of like a game planned that's very interactive with our viewers so if that's any kind of (laughs) motivation to stay with us and and not leave us just because we're leaving uh it's gonna be it's fun it's gonna be something new and exciting and we've got great things planned so good god my neighbors are so loud i was like what is that but i forgot you live (laughs) underneath an elephant my god so this hiatus is not what I was hoping for, but everything just sort of piled up and we're just going to go a little bit early. I really wanted to do Die Hard at Christmas time, but <laughs> just pretend that we did Die Hard for right now. Uh, we'll I mean, eventually come back to it. Maybe I'll just do Die Hard. <laughs> Seriously, like if you wanted to, I've seen Die Hard. If you wanted to go ahead and, and see Die Hard with somebody and just pick a guest, that's cool with me. And And who knows? This this may be like the most easy surgery ever, and I'm back in action, and I'm better than ever, and we can continue this. But for right now, we're going to just say we're going on a hiatus. Your doctors or surgeons or whatever said that you'd be in the hospital for zero to three days. So it seems yeah. like a lot of this is just kind of up in the air, which is why I think we're kind of announcing this. It's just because we're like, we don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. We, we don't know what the next few weeks hold, so... I mean, it's 2020, like we could grow wings and, and lose our ability <laughs> to speak and have to live out in the woods and shit. I mean, who the hell knows what's going to happen to us? That sounds like a blast. But we, this is like, <laughs> I love this episode. I was really excited when you agreed to this because this is really cool, in my opinion. I like talking about this. This is guilty pleasures. So Google defines guilty pleasure as something such as a movie, television program, or piece of music that one enjoys despite feeling that it is not generally held in high regard. So I just thought it would be fun to talk about some of our most uh, enjoyed guilty pleasures. It doesn't have to be like a top five. I don't really care. Um, just ones you could think of. We could talk about them. I even have two honorable mentions because I figured you would too. Guess how many I have. Twelve. Five. (laughs) So yeah, I think this will be fun, and I encourage everyone to share their favorite guilty pleasure movies with us as well. Is there a limit on Rotten Tomatoes score? No. No, I don't think so. That's actually another thing. We decided to include their Rotten Tomatoes score just as like a, I don't know, some sort of evidence that it's not held in very high regard by most people. Because some of mine actually surprised me quite a bit, and I wasn't sure if they were going to be too high for this list, but I still enjoy them nonetheless. So You know how, have you ever seen Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah, of course. Where they're like... Everything's made up and the points don't matter. Yeah, Yeah. nothing, like this is not the quality of Whose Line Is It Anyway, but it certainly is that mentality. (laughs) Oh, I miss that show. Is it off? I don't, I don't know. I know, like, obviously the hosts got replaced, and I don't know. No, but Aisha Tyler's amazing. I know, I know, I know. I just don't know how long her run was. I don't know. It, I don't know. I really, I used to watch it. I mean, we, me and my sister would watch it, like, even before Drew Carey. It was, like, a British host. Oh, really? Yeah, and then when Drew Carey came on, 
And that's when like Wayne Brady really started to be like a, mm-hmm. a regular and and Colin. Oh my god, Colin Mockery, yeah. Brian <laughs> Styles, like it's a great show. It it was, and it actually has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm not <laughs> sure why I even brought it up. Do you want to go first? I figure we just go back and forth. Yeah, but you should go first. Okay. So my first one is I uh, okay, I'll just go with in the order I wrote them. Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, I haven't seen it. You have not seen Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm aware of that. Next. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, talk about it. Why is it your guilty pleasure? Um, I just really enjoy this movie. I think it's a lot better than people give it credit for. I think the character of Anastasia Steele is a very interesting, well-written, well-acted character. And there's more depth there than people sort of give it credit for. You've often mentioned that this movie should be studied. I do. I, I, I totally 100% believe that. Quite a contrast to the stigma that is surrounding both the book series and the movies. So Exactly. And it's my lowest Rotten Tomato score on my list. It has a Rotten Tomato score of 25%. It's based on those lovely books you probably read. Your, your children are probably reading them for um, summer reading. Fifty Shades of Grey and Fifty Shades. Okay, so there's Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> Fifty Shades... Darker. Darker, and then Fifty Shades Freed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and they all have movies. I've only seen the first one because I heard the other ones were like legit bad, and I was afraid that it would put a damper on my love of the first one, so I haven't seen them. But They didn't replace like the main actors, did they? Oh, no. They're, they're, they're still there. Okay, I mean, honestly my the biggest pro in this movie is dakota johnson i love her so much i think she's such an amazing actress and it's honestly what brought her to my and many people's attention i don't really even know what she would have done before that but um now she's been in a lot of movies that i absolutely adore and i think she's a fantastic underrated actress i agree we should do a dakota johnson appreciation quick take someday yo yeah i would love that I want to get a Dakota Johnson tattoo on my face. <laughs> okay, um, you go. I have your Rotten Tomato score beat. Uh, the first one on my list is a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm going to just get this one out of the way because it's no secret and I didn't want to leave my last one to be the one that everyone expected and kind of just like end on a non-surprise. So my first one is obviously Cat in the Hat. Like that is my nine percent. Are you serious? Percent. So I did only look at the like critic score. I didn't yeah, write yeah, down yeah. any of the audience's score. But yeah, Cat in the Hat has a nine percent. Holy to me. shit! <laughs> That's bad. I wish people. Uh, I think uh, you know what I think. Um, people didn't like The Shining when it came out, and like uh, you know, years and years, decades later, they they hail it as a classic. Hopefully that will happen with Cat Nat. <laughs> People re- will revisit it and be like, you know what? I need to change that rotten splat to a to a nice, beautiful little red tomato. I think the only difference is that Cat in the Hat was actually like enjoyable to watch. Um, but if you want to move on to your second one, feel free. We're in separate rooms. That's why you guys didn't just hear us. Smack. <laughs> Um, let's go with, Ooh, okay. For those of you guys who know me, my favorite movie in the whole world is Halloween. And if you pressed me on it, I would say it was John Carpenter's Halloween. Right. But Mm -hmm. I will say that every Halloween movie, every movie that's named Halloween 
is also my favorite movie. So <laughs> that is, uh, for some reason, there's three movies named Halloween in the same franchise. But um, <laughs> that's David Gordon Green's 2018 Halloween, uh, which is like Halloween 40 years later. But then there's also Rob Zombie's remake. Mm-hmm. And that movie really, 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 really impressed me when I first saw it. I was absolutely like overjoyed by it. And it wasn't it wasn't like the first one that I saw. Like I had seen John Carpenter's before that. Rob Zombie's Halloween has a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I will affirm that it is one third of my favorite movie of all time. That one I've seen yes. and enjoyed. Oh, you good. I'm glad. It's one of his better movies. <laughs> so, okay. So the original Halloween is is incredibly good and suspenseful and very well crafted and again is my favorite movie. But what Rob Zombie did was sort of modernize that take and it seems a little bit more approachable if you're just going to show somebody if you're trying to introduce someone to Halloween. Even though mm-hmm. the uh, I I fully agree that the the first one is a classic and it is better. Rob Zombie's Halloween is the one that I think you can show people and get them interested in the character of Michael Myers, especially yeah. because you get a lot more backstory on him. People say that that's a bad thing. I figure I can always just pretend that I you know I, <laughs> like people are like, oh, you demystified him. Are you kidding me? Like, is that even a thing? Like, are you really worried about how scary a certain character is? And if you know a little bit more about them, it's it, it ruins it. To me, that's stupid. Just pretend you don't know it. When they give him a backstory, people are like, oh, I didn't need that. I, he was just he was just the shape to me. And that's fine. But like the existence of this movie should not offend you so much, <laughs> in my opinion. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Move on to yours. So my number two has a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it is Rat Race. Are you fucking kidding me? Did we overlap even though no. you said that we wouldn't? No, but I would have th- – I had no idea people didn't like Rat Race. I would have never thought that that was like needed to be a guilty pleasure. I mean not I, – I, w- I think we should affirm right now though we don't feel <laughs> guilty about any of these movies. Oh, hell no. Fuck I will no. never feel guilty about any of these movies that I'm listening. No. I love all of these films. But Rat Race is a gem. It is so good. No, it's so – entertaining <laughs> no it's good i cannot believe that that is a 40 you said a 44 percent. i'm also yeah. realizing we didn't do any of our honorable mentions before we started <laughs> i will we can do them after right oh well yeah you just like sort of supposed to like lead into lead in with them but whatever it is no, we can do them after it's okay maybe we'll do them like before we list our number five so that our number five can be like oh like it can be like a big reveal on what number five is yeah, doesn't like Watch Mojo do that or something, or like some hey, other? Hey, look, you're right. You're totally right. And that lady that has oh, it's either the guy with the accent, or the lady that speaks. I mean, she's kind of reminds me of like uh, Siri or something. Coming in at number six. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I love you, her. You could rig your phone to sound like her. Yeah, <laughs> she's great. I mean, yeah, these watch watch Mojo has no idea who we are. We don't they're they're not gonna get offended. They have no idea who we are. No, she's great. I don't think that's an insult at all. Okay. Um, good. But yeah, Rat Race, 
If you don't know what it's about, it's basically uh, a group of people. A stellar cast gets together and basically has a horse race where a bunch of rich people bet on them. And hijinks ensue and hilarity is abundant and it's just a really great time. And Smash Mouth is in it. So like <laughs> you can't really what's what's didn't, not to like. Didn't they get canceled though? Didn't they like perform um at big venues during the pandemic? Smash Mouth? Oh, did like they? You're the one that posted that on Twitter. Probably. That's a shame. It's a it's a modernization of it's a mad 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 world. Yeah. I don't know how many mads are in it. Me I think neither. it's four. Me neither. But yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, Very good. Whoopi Goldberg, Amy Smart, Seth Green. <laughs> Just keep saying them like that. I don't think I know anyone else. Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. Who's the the big bad? Who's uh, John Cleese? Is that his name? Yeah. Bracken Meyer. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just such a fun. T- oh my god, Kathy Bates is in it. Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates is great. Oh my god. Ugh. Oh, so good. (laughs) Kathy and Jimmy, John Lovitz. John Lovitz. Oh, yeah. So good. So (laughs) just thinking about the trouble that all of these characters get into is just. Yeah. Who's like your favorite? Who's like your favorite characters in that movie? Oh, that's. Oh, God. You always give me these like really difficult. Um, I really love Whoopi Goldberg. Oh my god! Oh my god! I was gonna say that too. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I do. You know whose storyline I love the most though? Who's is um? Oh shit! It's Breckenmeyer and what's what's the the female's name? The helicopter pilot. Yeah, Amy Smart. Is it Amy? Okay, if it's yeah. not Amy Smart, then I, I don't know. Wow. Okay. No, I. <laughs> What? No, I'm just saying, like I have no idea. I'm telling you that it is. See, now I'm going to be oh, upset okay. that it, if it's <laughs> if it's not Amy Smart, I'm pretty sure. It is. I keep talking. Okay, no. I totally trust you. Except I don't. Yeah, totally her. The helicopter oh, okay. pilot. Yes, that's Amy Smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that storyline. That's a really funny story. They're all great storylines, and like it's it's not even things that you could predict would happen. They just. It's just so fun. They're disasters. Yeah. There are disasters and they're so funny. It's just one Mm -hmm. big comedy of errors and it's great. It really is. All right. Moving on to my third one. You're going to hate this and you're going to tell me I'm right to feel guilty about this movie. (laughs) But coming in at a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, Repo, the genetic opera. (sighs) That's it's It's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so for those of you guys who may not know what Repo is, it is a rock opera directed by the same individual that directed Saw 2, 3, and 4, and he's also directing Spiral, which is the um the new Saw the, movie. The new Saw movie, yeah. Saw 9 with like Chris Rock and Sam Jackson. Mm-hmm. So his name is uh Darren Lynn Bowsman, and he's really amazing, and he directed this film and has Alexa Vega in it. It has Anthony Head, who is uh, Giles from Buffy. Mm-hmm. It's got Paris Hilton is in this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of characters, especially if you're like into some of the um, lower end horror movies. There are definitely people you'll, you'll recognize. This is yeah, this is for a very niche audience, I think. And you don't like it. 
at all. He's very bothered by the film. The music is, I, I probably said, or I probably sang the word surgery more times <laughs> in my life than any other word. Um, I really am genuinely so enamored with this movie. It's so good. It's so much fun. You're allowed to be. Um, I'll allow it. It's okay. I'll give you this one. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I know it's a cult classic. I know it's, you know, for a niche audience. I know there's a following for it. I get it, I guess. Just not for me. It's fun. It's violent. <laughs> it's beautiful. And it's violent. <laughs> and it has a pretty good reveal, in my opinion. It's violent. <laughs> and... um Again, I said Paris Hilton is in it. <laughs> Yo, okay, so Paris Hilton, the, the movies that she's chosen to act in, I actually really like her performance in both of them that I've seen. I, the only ones I can think of are this and House of Wax. I haven't seen House of Wax. I really oh, want to, though. She's really, she's really good at House of Wax. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, she's not, I'm not like suggesting that she get a um, retroactive Oscar for either of these roles, but <laughs> okay. Um, move on. You go. Ahead. <laughs> uh, my number three has a 72% on rotten tomatoes, which actually surprised me quite a bit. Uh, but it is a, a movie that is so near and dear to my heart. It is a series of unfortunate events. What? What? I would not have guessed any of these movies would have had so low i you know maybe not fresh but like i not this rotten what were you expecting a series of unfortunate events to have i figured it would probably be fresh what is fresh above 90 no above like 60 it's 72 oh what did you think i said I, I don't know why I thought you said it was rotten. So, yeah, okay, 72. That's great. I why? think it surprised me because it was so high. Oh. Um, okay. I completely just, I don't know, my brain went to another <laughs> dimension right there. Okay, so why do you think that this is guilty? Why do you find that this because that this isn't love? It has a 72% on Rotten Tomato. Because I just think it really wasn't that well received. Or maybe I just... Got confused. I don't know. I just got the impression that this movie was not successful or well liked all around. Do you know people that don't like it? Is that what it is? Maybe I'm just really sour and upset that it didn't continue. That there are what nine other books that they needed to cover with that cast and they didn't. Uh, I see you. They did three. They did three books in one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the cast is incredible. No one totally. can top Jim Carrey's Count Olaf. Uh, Emily Browning is stunning. Um, I don't remember the actor who plays the middle child or the. I will say though, I I do love that movie, but maybe it's just because I saw because I saw Neil Patrick Harris's first. I like the TV show better. Uh, the TV show has its merits, but I really don't. Honestly, Neil Patrick Harris was the number one problem for me in the TV show. Really? I think just because oh, I love Neil Patrick Harris. I love him too, but I didn't like him in this role. And I, I legitimately think it was because Jim Carrey just set the bar just like astronomically out of this world high. Oh, I got you. So good. Meryl Streep is in this movie. Yeah. Queen Meryl Streep is in this fucking movie. Yeah, I I get it. I think I don't remember this movie. I've only seen it once, I think, because you showed it to me. Mm -hmm. I remember this movie as well, but I know that something that was problematic about the TV show 
was just like you could almost like predict predict by numbers what was going to happen right like everyone all the adults were just gonna not for some reason or another we're just either gonna not believe the kids mm-hmm. or have some reason to never suspect that <laughs> whoever this was was count Olaf. yeah and then he would get away in some some of the most ridiculous ways that i was just like left kind of rolling my eyes by the <laughs> eighth time we watched it play out but it really is cute. And I've not actually finished the show. I do intend on doing that someday. I know we have 300 other shows we're watching. but The the show was good. Uh, I was pleased with the outcome of the show. And the books are just as repetitive, if not more. And I think the show did a good job of sort of like playing off of that. And maybe that's why the movie didn't continue because you can't really take that kind of idea seriously. And I think the, the movie version was a very, it was a much more serious take on, on this franchise, I guess you'd call it. <laughs> I don't know how, how much more serious though. I mean, it was but like it was still pretty damn silly. It was silly, but it's, it's it was much less saturated. Yeah. And uh, the production and design was amazing. Catherine O'Hara is in this movie. Catherine O'Hara, Queen Catherine O'Hara is in this <laughs> movie. It's it's great. The soundtrack, the best. Uh <laughs> Thomas Newman will always be in my heart for forever and I just love that whole movie. It's just great. So, have I ever told you guys about the game that we play <laughs> in the car? I a, yeah, I have a um a Spotify playlist called scored. It's like a, like a game, like a stupid name. I came up for a game that we play. And, um, I made a playlist of like, I don't know. It's gotta be like in the hundreds of songs now of music from different movie scores. Mm -hmm. And when we're riding in the car, uh, I'll play one and he'll have to like, guess it really, really quickly. And some of them, like he can totally guess off the bat. And some of them, you know, it might take a little bit longer, but like, first note of anything from this movie oh my god he gets this is one of the few movies that i could probably hear like the first two seconds and tell you the title of that song because i (laughs) i like was obsessed i was obsessed with that movie growing up i was obsessed with the soundtrack and i would listen to it all the time i just love this movie no guilt here whatsoever I would really have given anything to have known you back then. You <laughs> you seem like such an interesting. I was, I was kid. a weird child. <laughs> I was so fucking strange as a kid. Well, <laughs> what's changed? <laughs> Nothing. What's your number <laughs> okay. four? Number four. Okay, this movie I could not believe only has a forty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes because it is my absolute favorite Adam Sandler movie. It might be like one of my favorite <laughs> romantic comedies ever. And it's 51st dates. Mm. It is. What was the Rotten Tomatoes score again? 45%. Okay. All right. Interesting. So like, I understand it had the fact that it's a silly Adam Sandler movie working against it, but the things it has going for it, absolutely beautiful scenery, um, a really clever idea of a story. I'm not going to say that's probably like the first time it's ever been done, but it's the first time I had ever seen it done and it works out pretty well in the end. It doesn't, it doesn't like do one of those cop out endings where, Oh, she gets her memory back. It's like, <laughs> no, this is like a serious thing. Yeah. Surely, you know, they make fun of it a lot um, throughout the movie and have some probably pretty insensitive jokes that maybe didn't age as well. But you know, at the time, honestly, still now, I still absolutely think this movie is <laughs> a fucking masterpiece. Drew Barrymore is just, 
she can do no wrong. I've literally never seen her in anything I don't love her in. She can do no wrong. I am so glad that you said that. She's so great. So great. She can do no wrong whatsoever. (laughs) I can't wait to go over our number fives. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah. So great movie. Um, And I really do think, okay, so there's, there's three Adam Sandler movies that go back and forth between like my absolute favorites and it was their Big Daddy, Mr. Deeds and... 51st dates right now 51st dates is is my favorite but it's been big daddy like it, it could be big daddy tomorrow to be honest <laughs> with you i love those movies i really 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 hate a lot of the stuff that adam sandler has done but he has made some really really good movies as well have you seen uncut gems yet have we talked about this? no 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 i haven't but do you I, have any desire so like not i didn't immediately i just <laughs> I thought I wouldn't be able to take it seriously. And I thought that would be, it would be hard. and would kind of ruin my, my enjoyment of the film that like, I would take whatever accent or whatever character he was putting on as like, not serious. Yeah. But you know, he, there was Oscar buzz for him. So apparently he did do a good job. I will say it's not like the best movie ever made, but it is certainly, a testament to Adam Sandler. I think it's really like I believed his character. I thought he did really, really well, but that movie is so stressful and so anxiety inducing. Uh, so proceed with caution, but I do think it's a movie that you should see. I'd love to have a conversation about it. I'd love to know what you think. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. on the topic I, of Adam Sandler, it's like I've been particularly stressed out lately. So <laughs> I was thinking, okay, maybe I don't need to add any more stress, but maybe it'll be like, oh, this isn't that bad. It's kind like, of, it does. It, this isn't as stressful as, as what I'm going through is. Maybe it's not like comparatively stressful, but it's maybe a stress that will distract you from your other stress possibly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I like know. that. I like that a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, um, I forgot what we were talking about. We uh, go off in these wild tangents. We do, we do. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler movie, Fifty First Dates. That was your What were we, movie. what is this t- quick take on? I forget. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't Spice know. World. Uh, I have these. Oh my god! <laughs> I cannot believe it. I'm gonna look up Spice World really quick. Hold on. Spice World is gonna be my number five. <laughs> every boy, every girl, spice up your life. People love. Oh, 34 on Rotten Tomatoes. It Yikes. counts. Um, <laughs> this is genuinely. This is a, a really hated movie. A lot of people do not like this and do not <laughs> hold this in high regard. A lot of people don't understand the Spice Girls, but I grew up with them. I had an older sister, or I, I do, I still have an older sister, and um, <laughs> two older cousins that were all girls. And they were, they these two girls might as well have been my sisters. So, like, and I'm the little gay boy that wants to play, you know, with them and, and you know, be involved in what they're doing. So, we were listening to Spice Girls and stuff. And Oh my God, if Spice World is not, not only does it hold all these like great memories for me, but I still think it's really funny and a really fun like satire and parody of a lot of, a lot of movies back then. Like there are a lot of really funny jokes that went over my head as a kid and they don't anymore. So I remember we started that movie and you quit. And (laughs) for some reason, these 
two guys were in an office and it just started raining in the office. And I was like, what, what the actual fuck am I watching? Um, I do have a question though. What spice girl did you look up to? Like if you, if you could be any spice girl, which one would you be? So my oldest cousin, Oh, Shelly. Yes. Shelly's been on the podcast. Shelly was Jerry who was ginger spice. She Mm -hmm. loved ginger. Okay. And Leanne, whose pictures I was just taking, um, was Sporty Spice. And then my sister Mallory, uh, I think she probably just got stuck with her, but she was Posh Spice. Mm-hmm. And then I was Baby Spice. <laughs> and I feel bad now because like nobody picked Scary, Scary Spice. Spice. If I were going to pick a Spice Girl now, it'd be Scary Spice. I yeah. love Mel B so much. She's so great, but I I was baby spice. If I could rearrange that. And they were really shocked that when I came out, but still. (laughs) If I were to rearrange that, your sister would definitely be scary spice. And I think your mom would be posh spice, I think. (laughs) But yeah, your sister's definitely scary spice. There's like no question about that. I'm sure she doesn't listen to us, but (laughs) I'm sure she'd love to know that. Anyway, moving on. Is that everything you wanted to say about 51st Dates? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And Spice World. <laughs> Did you really yeah, replace that with your number five or as oh, your number no, five? No, I don't. It doesn't matter. I We're just going to keep talking. That's fine. Deal. Uh, that's what we do here. We talk about movies. Uh, my number four. Thank you for that. <laughs> is <laughs> My number four is uh, it has an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. And this also surprised me. Uh, but it is cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Good God. Okay, hold on. I'll talk since the elephants talk or since the <laughs> elephants walking. Um, cloudy with a chance of meatballs is like a very highly celebrated animated film it, directed what? by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Like that is not a guilty pleasure. That does not count. Maybe it's because you it's lose. like <laughs> the humor in it is just so. Like, that's a great movie. It's a, it is a great movie. Yeah, you made me watch it, and it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Honestly, both of them are great. I, I think oh, the first I don't one. Know. I saw the second one, but the first the first one's probably better. But I think both of them are funny. I I wasn't expecting it to be this high. If you want me to replace it with one of my honorable mentions, I can. I think we should draw and quarter you. No, I don't <laughs> care. I I've literally lost count. I just am gonna try to remember which movies I've talked about on this list that I made. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I know what my five is, but we're going to do our little honorable mentions now. I only have two. So do you want me to go first? Then you can can hit us. You can hit us with your onslaught of honorable (laughs) mentions. So these two are, I wanted to make like a, like a, I guess a point. These two are rated fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. They have a 64 and a 74, but they are rated amongst the lowest of this particular director's filmography. Do you okay. have any idea who or who I'm talking about or what these movies are? No. They're both by the same director? Uh-huh. Interesting. No, I don't know. Okay, they're Quentin Tarantino. Oh, okay. And the 64% one is Death Proof. Oh my god, I love the, that movie. I know. And the 74% one is Hateful Eight. And so while I don't think that these movies are overall disliked, they are still regarded as the worst Quentin Tarantino movies. And first off, Hateful Eight has like a very um, important meaning in, like in my heart. That was the first movie that we ever saw together. Mm-hmm. 
And then Death Proof is just really fucking awesome. I went and saw <laughs> Death Proof when it was attached to Planet Terror, when it was Grindhouse. You saw all the trailers. And I went with my mom and my sister because I was like probably not even old enough to get into a rated R movie at that time. I think it came out in like 2007. So I've been 15. Yeah. And I remember my mom was like, why is this movie so fucking long? This is like two movies, like like three and a half hours long or something. But yeah, the Death Proof segment is fantastic. Hateful Eight, fantastic. I mean, I don't know what else to say other than like, I would like to eventually do full episodes on both of these films. They're wonderful. Kurt Russell delivers like a really, really genuinely likable yet terrifying performance in death proof then all of these women just absolutely steal the damn show like <laughs> zoe bell and rosario dawson oh, so good i i just incredible what a what a fucking strong cast of women in both because the movie is even though okay so grindhouse was two movies and then if you split up death proof it's actually two stories yeah i was uh, gonna say there's like two very distinct chapters of exactly that, of that movie and yeah. both offer like two very different uh, perks like they're both yeah. great but they're also very different it's almost as if Kurt Russell is playing two different characters, at least at, you know, separate times in his life, maybe. I don't know. I, I it's, it's very interesting the way that they are tied together. But um, the group of women that he is dealing with in both halves <laughs> are just freaking phenomenal. Yeah. And then April 8, he was just like, OK, I'm going to take what essentially could have been a stage play. And actually wound up being a stage play for a little while, or it was like a live reading because when this the script got, uh, wait, the script got leaked, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm going to do a live reading of it instead." And then I think that was so well received, they were like, "You got to make a movie." But essentially, this could be a play. But he just was like, "You know what? I'm going to take all of my greatest, most beloved characters from all of my different movies and put them all in one movie." So you works. get, yeah. You get like Mr. Orange and Mr. Blonde and uh, well, Mr. Blonde is Bud. And uh, like you get obviously Samuel L. Jackson, who's played in like seven of his movies now. Um, or maybe it's six, but uh, Kurt Russell. And I mean, it, there's just no there's no getting around how much Hateful Eight is a fucking incredible film. I do not understand why people don't love it and hold it in higher regard. Have you seen it since we saw it together? Oh my god, yeah. Have you? Like, a lot. I haven't watched it. I think the the first time just kind of scarred me a little bit, and I just I don't want to relive that. So, um, moving on. Can you hear that, guys? That was the sound of my heart <laughs> literally breaking. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> are you is that all you wanted to say about your tarantino yeah that's all i wanted to fucking say about this i don't even remember what we're doing tarantino's you know. pizza rolls <laughs> my honorable what? mentions <laughs> wait what <laughs> tarantino's pizza rolls <laughs> i was trying to put some tums in my mouth that's what y'all sound my my tummy aches and um <laughs> this conversation is giving tarantino's your heart pizza roll <laughs> It's giving you a heartburn. Yeah. Um, all right. 
So <laughs> you're giving me diabetes. <laughs> Tongue doesn't help that. <laughs> My honorable mentions. I'm not going to go too deep into them because there's five of them. Good. The first is Austin Powers Gold Member. It has a 53 on Rotten Tomatoes. Gold Member. That has Queen Beyonce in it. Queen yeah. B herself. In like her worst performance ever. Please, <laughs> please. Uh, it stars Michael Myers. It stars Michael Myers. Um, Michael Myers <laughs> and Michael Myers. <laughs> You're right. There are four different Michael Myers characters yeah. in this movie. You are right. But I was like, why are you telling people that Austin Bowers stars <laughs> Michael Myers? Like, I'm pretty sure they get that. It stars Tom Cruise and Gwyneth Paltrow and John Travolta. <laughs> such a loser. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that movie so much. Definitely a guilty pleasure. But it's one of those movies that if I catch it on, I will watch it till the end. I, I like... I just love that movie. It is a good movie. I like all three. I like what's the two what's of them. the one? What's the oh you yeah, because you hate the second one, don't the you? The second one is garbage. But no, I it's not. It. And you what is the that's for calling me what is it? <laughs> it's uh oh sh- I don't remember her name. Um but that whole scene Shagwell, let's see Shagwell. Yeah, well I don't know the actress's name. Um Oh, um Heather Graham. Heather yes. Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's at the end where uh, <laughs> Fat Bastard is dressed up as like a UPS guy. Yeah. And she kicks him in the balls or something. And she goes, that's for calling me crap, fatty. And then there's <laughs> this big scene of like him falling over and they have to like pretend like they're scared. It's really, it's, the second one sucks. But the first one and the third one are very entertaining and funny and I love them. Isn't that weird that you're being bougie about Austin Powers when you're like, oh, I love the third one. The third one is high art, but the second one didn't live up to my expectations. It didn't. It, you're speaking the truth. It really didn't. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> uh, my second honorable mention is the 1994 Little Rascals, which has a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? That movie is like amazing. A gem, right? It's so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. That's a great movie. Those little kids are like so adorable. I want, I need more movies like that where it's almost like children just improvising because that is mm-hmm. the best. It is so funny and it works so well. And Whoopi Goldberg's in that one. And is Reba in that one? Spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Reba's in that one. My third one is. <laughs> I love how you were like, Whoopi, Gold- Whoopi Goldberg is in that movie for like one second. <laughs> but she's great. My third one has a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it is Casper. I love and adore that movie. This this is actually, we should just call this Disappointments. (laughs) Why? Instead of, because I'm so upset that these movies have such low, I would never have thought that that's a. I get like, okay, series of unfortunate events. There are moments that are a bit cheesy. That I like, I can understand. Yeah, I'll give you that one. There are some that I can like. I can understand why maybe they didn't do so well, but others I just think they're very, 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 very entertaining. Uh, like these three, you're not gonna like this one. Uh, this one has a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's Jungle to Jungle, starring Tim Allen. Hey, I love that movie so much. <laughs> and then my last one, I'm just gonna clump this all as one movie. It doesn't really have a Rotten Tomatoes score because there are several of them. But anything with Polly Shore, I will watch. I adore his performances. <laughs> Son-in-law, great. Yeah, okay. Biodome, amazing. 
Is it Encino what is Man? Wrong with you? How long? How long has it been since you've seen these movies? I think my past life, I was like a stoner kid. I think that's where it comes from. I don't know. I don't know. It has been a long time. And like bringing this list up, especially my number five, I think actually I think I'm going to watch my number five when we're done with this. And I encourage you to do the same. My number watch your number five. Yeah, to watch my number five, not your number five. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What is your number five? What if like they were like the same movie? How crazy would that be? I doubt that because we've talked about my number five. I'm making my number five out to be this like amazing, fabulous movie. I doubt anyone has even heard of it, but I know that we've had conversations about it, and I know that you don't think highly of it. So, oh gosh, yeah. Do you want me to go first then? Yeah, you go first. Okay. It's so sad that two of my guilty pleasures that I picked are on my top five favorite movies of all time. <laughs> what? The Village. Oh, wow. The Village, which we've done an episode on. It's yeah. a 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. I am baffled. It is currently, I think, other than Indecent Proposal, I think it's the lowest rated movie we've ever done Yeah. on this show <laughs> fuck indecent people i hate them <laughs> yeah it's your goddamn fault i'm um, sorry i'm sorry no it's fine i mean there's nothing to say other than the village is i would say it's not only one of my favorite movies i think it's like one of the best movies it's a really good one i i, I really think it, it should be celebrated loved studied it is so yeah. so so fantastic it's good um with the way that it's shot, composed, com- the music, it just brings me to tears. I can't watch the movie without crying. Every time. Of, either yeah. the first twist or the second twist always gets me. <laughs> and if not, um, the conversation that uh, Bryce Dallas Howard has with the person, uh, Kevin, at the end of the movie, um, that, that conversation literally just destroys me. So, Well, that one and the one on the porch with um, Joaquin oh, Phoenix. Oh, 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 oh my God. I'm sorry. I that is my favorite <laughs> fucking conversation between two people ever. Joaquin Phoenix and Bryce Dallas Howard sitting on the porch and he's like, why must you lead when I want to lead? And why must you? Oh my God. It's it, look it up. It is fucking. If you've not seen the village, watch it. It is at least worth watching it because you will be. Your mind will be blown at the end, in my opinion. Uh, it's a good movie. It's a good. I I only hesitate because I'm sure. Like I think it's your old mind enough. wasn't blown because of stupid parody <laughs> movies. <laughs> that's I think that's what I mean. Is that like maybe the twist, this M Night twist, might have gotten out, and it might not be a surprise. But like that's not a reason to not watch this movie. I still think it is worth watching because yeah. it is it truly is incredible and i really don't understand why it is rated so low that's quite a shame i'm very sorry it really 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 is i love that <laughs> really is just talking about these movies that we're disappointed about <laughs> this is a great episode to end the year on here's all these wonderful movies that everybody hates <laughs> i'm sorry this wasn't a good idea let's scrap this episode <laughs> no no we've gotten this far and are you ready for me to reveal my number five um no okay let's just end the show <laughs> that's fine we'll see you guys in 2021 maybe but like okay but i reserve the right to be like oh i'm better let's do another episode you mean before the year's over yeah 
That's fine. I'll allow that. But probably not. Don't expect anything. <laughs> Here's the thing. Our podcast, that should be like our motto. Don't expect anything. And we'll always, <laughs> you know, we'll always impress because just don't ex- expect bare minimum. That's true. We will. That's very true. We will always, always, always exceed expectations. <laughs> I do just want to say, like, we're, we're joking. We put an inordinate amount of, of work into these episodes. It may not seem like it, but we certainly do. And uh, especially now, we've, this is, we've been working through some trials and some tribulations. So uh, I really do appreciate y'all's patience with us. And um, I hope you guys have a wonderful uh, rest of 2020. And we're going to end the episode now. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck all the way off. I was just waiting till your face changed. I was it, like up until the end there, I was like, oh shit, did he actually forget? Like, is this, <laughs> no. are we really doing this? <laughs> <laughs> See, and like everyone who's made it this far into the episode is like expecting something so profound for my number five. It is not at all. It is so, it is going to hey, be the no, most. Hey, no, wait. Hey, they're expecting nothing. Yeah, I would hope Don't so. Don't expect much. Because... There's going to be, uh, it's, oh my God, just say it. We're at the beat it out of you. <laughs> Do you have any guesses as to what it is? No, God, okay. no. It has a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it Baby's Day Out? No, no. That, though, that is a guilty talks pleasure. talks about the goddamn movie. Like it's, see, like it I, is literally a chapter from the Bible. <laughs> it's a chapter from my life. And I, the reason I didn't put Matthew, that on there is because Mark, Luke, Baby's Day Out, and John. <laughs> Five Gospels. (laughs) The only reason I didn't put it on here is because I haven't seen it in a while, and it's probably very stupid. Yeah, it it probably is is terrible. Big chunk. You know, I brought that up to my mom the other day, and she's like, what is that? And I'm like, you (laughs) betrayed me. I cannot believe that you just said that. What is that? I would rent that all the fucking time. Anyway. That is funny. (laughs) This movie, you'll probably be able to guess if I told you the two leads. It's Ben Stiller and Drew Barrymore. Duplex? Duplex. I quit. I seriously. Literally, you can start doing these episodes by yourself right now. Are you kidding me? (laughs) This movie is so goddamn funny. No, it's not. It is so funny. The quotability of this movie is out of this world. (laughs) It is so fucking funny. It's so funny. It is so funny. And there's a twist at the end that I never saw coming. Uh, it, it it has me rolling constantly. It's about <laughs> Drew Barrymore and Ben Stiller are this newlywed couple, and they move into who to guessed a duplex. But the only like the the condition of moving into this duplex is that there is an elderly woman upstairs. Now the like general consensus between them and their realtor is that this woman's close to croaking. So if you can just stick it out for however long until she goes this duplex is yours it's like two houses for the price of one and this this woman makes their lives a living hell and it is so fucking funny i implore you to watch this movie i will be watching it as soon as we hang up and i think you should too and reevaluate your reaction because i'm offended (laughs) (laughs) so you're not asking me to watch it with you you think we should just watch it separately probably (laughs) (laughs) okay do you really not like this movie? I, you know, I've seen it one time. I didn't. I don't think I remember it very well. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt if you think it's that <laughs> magnificent. Then I've had little dick for 
40 years. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> a weird quote just to say out so of nowhere. Good. It's like in context, it makes sense. And it's so funny. And but like most of these people probably haven't seen that. And you just made this strange. <laughs> I've had little dick. I've had little dick for 40 years. <laughs> I sprayed it with Lysol. It's so good. This movie's so good. The The two people who know what I'm talking about can appreciate this. I mean, and... I know what you're talking about. Like, I understand. <laughs> I've seen Duplex. <laughs> oh, Lord. Sorry to end on such a shitty note, but um, <laughs> I, okay. I deserve to be heard. <laughs> so <laughs> this is my podcast too, damn it. <laughs> yeah, and soon it's literally just going to be. Would you really do episodes without me? Uh, maybe as a surprise. I think that'd be fun. As a surprise? What do you mean? I don't know. Just kind of like. Hey, record. surprise, I did this without you. I can do this by myself. <laughs> hey, surprise, I don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I remember doing the um the episode by myself of Just Mercy, that little quick take. That was really, really, I was really anxious because I was like, am I talking too much? It wound up being really yes. short because I was like, I don't want to just talk to myself, but I, you had seen the movie and I needed to do it really quickly. <laughs> Yeah, like doing this by yourself is kind of hard. It's it's kind of awkward. I'll be the judge of that. Okay. I don't know what's coming next. I, I truly don't know. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We'll be posting updates there and news and stuff. And let's all wish Nick a very happy, very quick, very safe recovery. I think you're going to do great. And if I if I die, oh God, you will inherit the podcast. Ooh. Maybe this is my plan all along. Maybe I broke your back. <laughs> I need you to like I need to make sure that you know that my back's not actually broken. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um yeah. So, you know, A for effort, but <laughs> I don't know how this episode <laughs> Whatever. Hold on. Did you have fun recording this episode? Yeah, I laughed a whole lot. Good. I don't know if anybody else is going to get it, but I certainly laughed a whole lot. <laughs>